This is The Random Whisper. Welcome back to The Random Whisper. It's been a long time, but we're here. We're back. And let's have so much fun today. <gasps> I am one of your hosts, Legs, and I am accompanied by two great hosts by the names of Abby Hi. and Jay Wyatt. Hi. <laughs> and today we have a very, very special guest. She is the up-and-coming best filmmaker in the Washington State area. Her name is Kimmy. Wait, how come... You just say it cool like you said Jay's name. No. Oh, Patriarch. Kimmy. Kimmy, 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 Kimmy. Kimmy, Kimmy. Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. How, How do you, you pronounce your last yeah. name? How do you pronounce your last name? Kamerska. Kamerska. Kimmy Kamerska. <laughs> That's still terrible, but thank you. It's like You're an 80, 80s commercial Kimmy, you just Kimmy, did. Kamerska, Kamerska, Kamerska. That's like a movie theater opening. How's everyone? It's It's been a few months. Good. Um, yeah, it's been good. Life is Sweet. fine. I woke up today, so it's good. Thanks, thanks to the Lord. Thanks. What Lord? Thanks, love. Lord Fafquad. Cheers, mum, for the money. Lord Voldemort. Mm. Yeah. Hey, so really quick though, before we get into the movie, which uh, we're gonna review here in a minute, uh, AMPM has really delicious peanut butter cookies. AMPM. It's like Circle when did K you go or to AMPM? Oh, the Arco? So I was coming back from a shoot, um, Guppy, right? And so it's like two in the morning. I'm fucking starving. So I like pull in the AMPM and I'm get you know, something to drink, energy on the road. And I see this bag of peanut butter cookies as I'm checking out. I'm like, I gotta try these things. So I, I bought like the mega pack, even though it was probably gonna be a mistake. It ended up not being a mistake. It was probably one of the best purchases at AMPM I've ever done. Those things are amazing. And what what type were they? Peanut butter, it's just oh, okay. peanut butter cookies. Like hmm. pre-made cookies? Yeah, it's just thrown in a bag. Oh. You know. But they're soft and chewy and peanut buttery, yummy. <laughs> I, I nom nom the shit out of them the whole way home. I guess next pod, next podcast we'll try them. Nah. I would have brought some, but uh, yeah, you ate they, them. They didn't survive the weekend. It I just wanted to tell Thursday, people that so. AMP is amazing. <laughs> just for peanut butter cookies so let's get to business what movie are we reviewing today kimmy oh i've already forgot the title army of (laughs) army of the dead army Army of the the dead Dead. which you guys knew that kimmy was going to be here and no one told me no no (laughs) i because i only invited her onto the podcast today because you know i didn't i didn't know if she had anything going on so i was like i I don't know if she'd be a one and done after shooting the uh stay tuned uh patrons and all you awesome people because we're gonna have uh commercials coming up so kimmy was shooting in the commercial for us but i thought i thought maybe she had something going on afterwards so i wasn't gonna you know try to tie her up you could have filled her in yeah i probably could have my my opinions are based entirely on google images so oh I'm sorry. I, okay, so let's start with the com- the poster because I kind of like yeah. the poster. I like, no, really like the poster. The poster's bomb. It's kind of like 80s looking and then not so much, but it's very Vegas. I like well, the yeah. there, There's two posters. It's very Vegas. Is it this one that or one, no. the really pink one? That one, that is, one very is like on Netflix. It's I like both one? of them. Yeah. There's two of them. Yeah, there's two of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot going on. 
it's it looks, too, it looks pretty too good. poppy. No, I like how I like psychedelic kind of it looks. Like it's it Vegas, bro. It, it encompasses Vegas very well. As someone who's never been to Vegas, I can <laughs> like, assuredly yes. say Vegas. this is Vegas. To me, it reminds me of like the retro 80s stuff that people have been trying to bring back. Kind of. I think it's the neon. Yeah. Kind of yeah. That. No, it's a, it's this great psychedelic, colorful neon, and like things are blurred, and yeah, it's just it's got the whole range of colors. You got those um, deep blues and teals, and then you got all that purple and pink. It really encompasses the eighties. That was a beautiful, beautiful description, by the yeah. way. Well, I'm <laughs> I, I'm assuming that no one's sitting there on their phone looking this up, so probably not. Yeah. She's going to describe the yeah, poster yeah. in detail. There's there's a skull, yeah. and there's, like, all these zombie hands, and then we have the main cast, like, right in the middle. They look tough. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. How would you like to have a job in a podcast arena? Please don't offer me a job. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> we can pay you in peanut butter cookies from AMPM. <laughs> well. There we go. That's really tempting. I'll have to. I'll have to think about that. Just yet, yeah, dwell on it. Them. Dwell yeah. on it. You know, sleep on it a couple of nights. <laughs> just let us know. Yeah, I mean, we'll have them special ordered. So the movie we're uh, going to talk about is the Army of the Dead on Netflix, which was directed, Netflix. produced, and shot by Zack Snyder. It's okay. Calm down. It's okay. Oh, and written. By. Why are you touching me? <laughs> Um, make, make sure you're calm. I know you me. like okay. Zack Snyder a lot. The main actors are Dave Bautista, Ana de la Reguera, and others. But and others. I say her name and like an American does. So people know who it is. Let's kick it with Abby. You go first. Um. So it reminded me a lot of that video game. Is it Left 4 Dead? Right, where you're like a dude in a in like a in a mall, and you're like trying to rescue I don't know. people. I, I, I think there's a lot of well, like, games like I think that. It's, I think it is Left 4 Dead. You're like in, you're a dude in a mall, and you're just trying to save people before like the helicopter comes to save you. That sounds cool. And I like especially the beginning, I got huge vibes for that, and I was like, this is basically just Left 4 Dead, but a movie. Um. I it, it was an interesting. I actually had the same idea for a zombie story like a year ago. I'm not joking you. Zack Snyder, you're stealing he, ideas I, he, now. My, he What's wrote this story ten years ago because I looked it up. He wrote it like <laughs> ten years ago, but he stole my idea. I can't believe that. What was your idea about? Um, here I'll pull. I have a notes thing on my phone. Omg. And <laughs> I write down all the story ideas that I have. Um, and I will show. I will read it to you word for she word. She was so ready. <laughs> It's so just ready. because that I, I was no, <laughs> I was looking at this like a while ago because I was trying to find a new thing to write. <laughs> you um, were so ready. So my idea: zombie heist movie. Crew needs money in a zombie-infested world. They know of an exotic island that's been abandoned because of an infestation of zombies, but also know that because of this, what's left behind is so much cash. Cash. Also, what do people travel to to exotic islands with? Money passports they're basically stealing identities it's too easy that's the exact thing that i wrote <laughs> so it's a very it's very similar to like how the story ended up being sounds pretty cool though yeah. not gonna lie but so like, i enjoyed the movie it kind of fell apart at the end, though i will say that fell what fell apart at the end though yeah like it the, the motivations were not as strong as i hoped they would be so it could have been better but it was pretty good i'll say that Cool. Is that it? Sure. 
Mr. J. Oh my God, Abby. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I liked okay. it. Uh, I like Zack Snyder. Um, and what is it? I like zombie movies. And I like Zack Snyder about zombie movies. I mean, we could say that. Um, for me, I really enjoyed the music. All of the covers that they did were older covers that I remembered. You know, and the I'm cover really... of Zombie at the end. <laughs> no, that was that was not a cover. Are you sure it wasn't a cover? That was Dolores oh, I, singing. It I was just, just an, like, it was an acoustic version. They started playing it, and I was like, "Okay." That's because you're <laughs> you so can't used put to zo- the song "Zombie" in the zombie movie. That's too no, much. It's it, too much. The, anyways, before I was rudely interrupted, um, I'll do it again. The music was good. I really enjoyed the, the covers, but I also enjoyed the score itself. Like especially during. When they were running back, I'm going to spoil the shit out of it, but when they were running back to... Like, Sorry, Kimmy. After, um, when he was on his horse and the, the horde was coming to the, the yeah. thing, just the score right there, like it, it really picked up and it, it kind of made you feel like you were like on a helicopter watching this whole thing going on. It was really cool. For me, nice. especially. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I like Batista. I mean, I think he's not as much of a corny actor like the rock sometimes gets with his movies they were trying to make him the rock though you could they tell. were they were really trying to make him like super tough and the other movies i've seen him in he, he is that way uh for the most part but he does have a good comic relief you know being a wrestler and being in a role for so long you know you get that comic relief portion so i mean he's not a bad actor yeah and it, but i do kind of agree with abby like the first part of the movie was amazing and then for me, at the end, it, it kind of dwindled off because I knew it was going to happen before it happened. And, and I knew probably halfway through the movie, it was like, oh, yeah, he's going to end up getting bitten. He's not going to make it, you know, because he's doing this honorable thing for his daughter. You <laughs> know, yeah. I had. You knew that he was going to die. As soon as that line hit, you're like, fuck, <laughs> he's dying. He's not going to make it. I think that they could have made the daughter more of a stronger because she's so she's volunteering at like, the quarantine zone. And she like has a like a strong connection with like this one mother and her children, but we hardly see the mom or the children. It's like why does this? Why does she care so much about this random woman and her children? They yeah. needed to make that stronger. I feel like if, if they like developed like, oh my god, my girlfriend like went out there or something like that. That would have been like way more. I would have believed. I'd be like more on her side uh, on why she wants to go into the zombie. I think she did it because. So much. I think she did it because. Um, of the lack of relationship she had with her parents that because her mom turned into a zombie so the dad had to kill her Mm -hmm. and then so but he left because he couldn't deal with the guilt that was going on with that so i think seriously the half of her uh, uh motivation to go in there was yes to have that mother be reunited with the daughter because yeah but it it, it. But the other one was I think undertone, but it wasn't played up hard enough. Was that she was really trying to rekindle a relationship with her dad? Yeah, like when she was like, "What? She's missing? I'm going in there. It doesn't matter what you say." I'm like, "Well, okay, you just want to see, hang out with your dad." Yeah, that's it. What, was, yeah. It was way too yeah. obvious. If they had another connection to like the woman she was trying to do, it would it would be more believable and less like, "Oh my god, she's obviously just wants to hang out with her dad." So like, but, you know. Okay, so what about you? What do you what did you think? Um, so I was focusing too much on the story. Um, there was a loud car. That's the sound effect. Um, <laughs> I didn't like, I don't like horror 
most tacky horrors and more most tacky suspenseful movies because you have like the dumb characters that make dumb choices and you're like you know instead of running for the car they run to like a closet like that type of stupidity <laughs> like that commercial like and, why don't we get oh, in the running car yeah. <laughs> and i understand the reason when writers do this because it's, it's entertaining and it creates uh, motives and stuff like that but uh, the first of the first one was Okay, this zombie monster that was being transported wasn't chained or anything. He was just free in a box. No way. The army wouldn't do that. Well, how do you know? How do you know he wasn't chained? Because I feel the, like... The, the, the whole container flew off. I mean, is he, the, it could have been broken. Because like, if you see, like, X-Men, the, one of the first X-Men, when they were transporting the villains, they were, like, chained in a box within another box. and It, it was just a thing that was, like, the army wouldn't have done that. Or the special forces at Area 51 or whatever. And then, like, the, oh, let's run away. Let's run, but not let's not take the Humvee. Let's not drive away. Let's just run away to the well, dark that, desert. The Humvee was, like, damaged. Cause yeah. it, one of them wasn't. Right. Yeah, but, but the one they were closest to was damaged. The one that they would have been down on, he would have found them easier. Yeah, That's why they ran, because they'd get away from them. And I, I feel like they could have just, but obviously, it's a movie, and you need motives, and then you get, like, the cool shot of the the leader zombie guy uh, revealing of Vegas. Um, the other one was like, no one in this world, and I know we have beautiful people in this world, no one would say, oh, I'm going to go in to find this mother who didn't listen to me to not go into the box. Yeah, it was not believable. It was, I wish they would have made a different relationship between the two. Yeah, also, was, they didn't even tell us no. that she survived. <laughs> it was just like, oh, she's dead. and Or like, oh, the plane crashed. doesn't matter if she's yeah. dead or not. It's like, yeah, what? <laughs> there was a lot of... Like, like, be like, really? You're re- really? Like, this movie could have been over right now. But other than that, the cinematography was interesting. There was a lot of, like, I don't know if it was uh, in-camera glares. <laughs> oh, no, that was an original um, 1960s era Canon Dream Lens. Oh, that. Yeah, like, fashioned I'm, onto a red camera. Yeah. So that, I, I really noticed that. And it was pretty cool. He did it a lot, too much, in my opinion. Uh, but in with some instances, it was like really, really well picked. Um, I keep seeing <clears throat> things that are like dead pixels. Oh, spot. I don't really know what a dead pixel is either. But people are like complaining, like, "Oh, there's a lot of dead pixels in the." A dead pixel is when you look at the framing. Say you're looking at a screen that has like a blue sky, mm-hmm. and you see like a red dot. Yeah, that's little tiny the reds go. Because okay. I saw articles square. that were yeah. like complaining about that. But yeah. it, that's a dead pixel. It, mm-hmm. it just it. The LED yeah. portion doesn't hit that piece anymore, and that's you lose you lose imagery there. Another thing that I liked is um, <clears throat> a lot of dark shots, like at uh, sunsets or at night, were not overly lit with like blue light. I, they so were actually was, dark and hard to see, but it was more realistic to like yeah, real life. It was a weird choice because there's yeah. a lot of shots where like it's nighttime, and so you only can see their shadow, like the outline of them, yeah, uh, the silhouette, and not really like them, which was, I think was kind of a weird choice like it's not something common normally people were like let me light them so i can see them yeah which was it was a lot of shots i was like hello <laughs> yeah other than that i mean it's a cool action movie um i think there was more to be uh revealed as far as like you guys said there was a lack of understanding for the choices of the daughter uh obviously a father I don't know. It's just, I don't know. But the movie was cool. Like if like a Rambo movie kind of thing, like, Oh, cool action, cool drama, cool music. The effects were amazing. Yeah. So 
Um, and the then, zombie horse is a, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And the tiger. Is so cool. before I watched it, Jay was like, so you saw on the trailer, right? There's a, ti- a zombie tiger. And he's like, later in the movie, there's a cooler animal. And then, you know what the cooler animal was? What? The zombie horse. Oh. No, the zombie horse is awesome. What's better? What's better? A zombie horse or a zombie tiger? She's going to, tiger. You're both going to say that because the zombie tiger got more, like, time. They had a story for the. Okay, they had a story for the tiger. I texted the horse you last was night. carrying the monster. I know? texted you last night and I said, "Really, the zombie horse?" Right when I saw the zombie horse, so that was before that I saw the amazing thing with the zombie tiger this going ape shit and destroying that one guy. Because I was being nice to you and agreeing with you. And then the other thing I, I like was the like zombie horse. The that main was leader awesome. was, I guess, a genius because he found out he figured out how to have sex with another zombie, and make a blue little fetus. That was a weird story. Uh, I, I didn't understand how. <laughs> I was like, what no, the fuck? It, okay, so that's like some symbology for, or symbolism for, um, like, procreation. Things will evolve even if they're dead, is what he's saying. The, oh, we'll life. It's, it's one of those things, life will find a way. You know, if you ever go down to. Um, well, that's artistic. I, just, I wouldn't know. If, if, you, if you ever go down to uh, Mount St. Helens, you know, where the, the lava flow came out. So for years, it was just like a, a dead, barren area. But already the lichen and plants are starting to grow through the lava, the the, the topsoil of it. So life will find a way to make sure it happens. Mm. And it's kind of like the same thing there. It's like even though they're dead, they're their own subspecies. They're already you know, like evolving enough to where they can procreate. Yeah. And, and they have emotion, though. That was the thing that got me. It was like the dead, the undead had emotion. Because like when he pulled the fetus out, he was freaking out. You know? Everybody else was like mad too, you know. It was like, holy shit! Yeah, he just pissed off the whole zombie nation right now. Well, that makes sense. And another thing that I thought it was cool, because you know, in the movie, you're like nice or bruh. That a really nice moment. I was like, when the the fucking perverted security cop guy that turns into a zombie. Now he's going versus the one chick that stood up to him. Mm-hmm. I thought I was. I was like, nice, like. Now she she gets to and kill him. And she like hesitates, and then she like, and then yeah. she finally kills him. You're like, just don't hesitate, just kill him already. Yeah. Jesus Christ! It was it was funny. Okay, what about you, Kimmy? Based on your, based on the poster and what we've talked about, and your Googles. What is your thoughts? I I don't have much thoughts. I just I do think it's cool though that um, Zack Snyder was the cinematographer and the camera op, as well as obviously being the director and the screenwriter i think that's cool i like when directors take that much of an approach to a film and it's so like hands-on and so their own and one thing that they said that was cool is that like his storyboards were pretty much a match for match when you look at the final film huh what do you what do you uh think about um certain professionals telling us that we can't dp and direct i say fuck that <laughs> it's like all the best do sorry if you guys don't cuss on this podcast no, no we, we, cuss. we cuss oh bleep it out or not bleep it out Keep fuck, it, fuck, fuck, fuck. Keep it beautiful. Keep it all for... I know. I think it's a lot of work if you take on it is. director and DP. So mm. I think maybe because we're still a little new, it might be too much for us. But maybe because Zack Snyder has made a lot of movies, he knows the workflow and he knows what he needs to do. Yeah. It just well, means lots of pre-production. That's all yeah. that means is you really have to know what you want. You have to have great planning. And to be fair... As a DP, I'm always struggling to understand what the director wants. Mm-hmm. And then you always ask him, this, like this, is this what you want? And then I feel like as a director, 
if you have the knowledge to like manipulate a camera and lighting to your liking it will go so much faster and you get what you want and then anything that's wrong it falls on you yeah i guess it's odd but yeah we've had certain professionals tell us that no one ever dps and directs at the same time no Uh, one ever lots of lies i will say shenanigans (laughs) on that shenanigans uh so out of out of the the five star system I give it three point four. <laughs> All right, three point four. What about you? Um, you know I've forgotten how I've rated literally any other film. It was good, but it was not that good. So I would give it a low four, a high three. Okay. I don't think I've ever given a five out of five, so I always do. I'll give. I'll give it a four. I mean, because there could have been stuff that could have been improved, or could have done been done better. But I okay. think overall, it, I think it was well done. You know, way yay Zack Snyder. Um, was it three hundred Justice League? Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. <laughs> Sucker yeah. Punch was amazing. Yeah, I, lo- I love. I love the soundtrack. Sucker Punch that. was that the one where she They're was in the like hospital in. And they make dreams. They like dance. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The dance one. Yeah. That was a fucking yeah. weird movie. <laughs> it was amazing. The, just the cinematography alone. <laughs> but yeah, so four, four out of five. Well, one last thing. I think uh, the protagonist shouldn't have died. I think he should have. I don't it's think cathartic. he should have. No, why not? Like, I th- yeah, they've already confirmed that they're going to make more. Oh, is that going to be in like Mexico? Pre- no, they're making a prequel. Oh. Because, like, you know, there's, like, a weird amount of time between when the zombie gets away from the special ops guys to yeah. when the Vegas locks down. They were, like, let's they're like let's make one about the Vegas lockdown. Because, like, it's, it, it, I looked it up, too. I can't find how long between that zombie getting out and Vegas being quarantined was. Oh. It's probably some months, though. It has to be It has to be a months. good amount of time, but I was like, that, like what time? Like, what? I couldn't figure out how, much, how long it had been. Yeah, they'll probably talk about how Batista and the lady girlfriend, they got her neck, uh, how they met and I stuff. love, that. <laughs> that was so funny, where like, he was, she was like, I love you. And he's like, oh my God, you do? I like you too. And they were like, okay, that's like, we're happy together. And then she immediately dies. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Did you see the rampage you went on, though? After that, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he went on some straight up wrestler rampage, like yeah. picking people up, and uh, I think it was great. There was a lot of I comedy think. in this. I, I yeah. like that too. Uh, like when they were trying to get the traps from the the safe. Did you notice <laughs> the where one actor was already filmed and he got in trouble on on the internet for you know sexual crap? So they cut him completely out of the film, filmed mm-hmm. another person, and stitched her in. And it cost them an I, extra like three or four million dollars so, to do. Because I knew that Ooh. I knew that going in, and so I knew what to look for. And I think because I knew it was there, I could tell. Who is the uh, extra? The mechanic, helicopter. The pilot. helicopter pilot. Well, who was the? Uh, he didn't even know. Who was? <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> he no. It was Christy Ela, because he got in trouble for like child. Per- oh well, that's it been pedophilia. Pedophilia. I don't know. It wasn't. He that. jokes about that so often. You, like I think everyone could have saw that coming. I love that he you was in. He it. was in season two of You, and he and was, was a child thing. predator yeah. in the show. Yeah. And then like it's a month later, ironic. he was revealed to yeah. be an actual child predator. Predator. Whoa! I didn't know that. Not, so, now yeah. that I know, I hate that I know. Yeah. Right, so they but, removed but him. you couldn't tell. I couldn't. So but they, I, they did I it really well. Then the stitching was really well. 
I only knew because like, there was one scene where it was Dave Batista and the new actress. Her name is like Tig or something like, like Tig T I G. I yeah, can't remember what her last name is. Yeah, she's a comedian. There's two. There's a shot of them, and I could only tell just because like by comparing the two of them in the shot that it, she was slightly different than he was, like the focus or like the she was sharper and he was a little bit more out of focus and she was oh. brighter. I could see like more detail because he was more in the shadow, even though they're standing right next to each other. Because she was green screened into it. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it's amazing that. Wait, but so Chris, I only knew that because I I only could see it because I knew going. Chris D'Elia is an actual sexual predator. Yes. Yes. Wow. He's like he's like going into trials and stuff like that. I, oh. I think I'm pretty certain. Fuck that guy. He's yeah. been canceled. Yeah, that that you think is kind of. So it's like yeah. the fact that he played a character in a TV show where he, and then he turned out to be that evil of a character. It's like what? <laughs> he yeah. probably just thought it was a good cover. Like maybe people wouldn't expect that. Well, there's a lot of that going around. Like the the bassist. Remember, remember the guy we interviewed in the limo. Yeah, yeah. He ended up getting fired from Megadeth like <sighs> four days ago because he had some uh, Twitter messaging going back and forth with a girl, even though it wasn't. Uh, I think she was of age, and she came forward and was like, "Hey, there was nothing. Everything was all my. Do- you know, I I instigated it. Blah 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 blah. It's just the fact that he did it." And then more stuff started coming out that they fired him. So he was like having inappropriate relationships with somebody on Twitter. Yeah, we were in a limo with him. Yeah, we met him six years ago, five years Mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. He was really nice. (laughs) At the time. (laughs) At the time. And his song was pretty cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So, um, Kimmy, Hmm. this segment coming up, it's just free free range to talk oh, about anything wait wait what? i have to ask my weird question to every guest so my my weird question is this one kimmy <laughs> yeah if i were to break into your house and steal whatever's on top of your fridge what would it be oh it would be a pizza stone that i broke that we just haven't got rid of <laughs> fair enough okay <laughs> i broke it so long weird. ago too it's like dusty Oh, no, it's terrible. It's just cracked right down the middle. Oh, well, you just throw it away. We have not got that far. Because <laughs> she probably she probably can't see it to keep remembering oh, it. Oh, you know? so funny. That's the only joke he has. I have, I have many more. No, he only has short people jokes. That's all he got. Oh, only among short people. It's discrimination. Anyways, so, yeah, free form. So what would you like to talk about? I don't like this yeah, question pressure. being put on me. As in... Indecisive Libra, I cannot cope, so and Kimmy, I will explode. Kimmy, you are known to be a direct or a DP and a lighting person. What do you prefer? Um, I f- I prefer the director of photography because I'm more well versed in it. I do I do like lighting, and I want more challenges with lighting because I'm so confused when it comes <laughs> to lighting that I really do need more experience there. But if you had to ask me, like, if I have free reign on what I get to choose, I'm going to choose DP. Nerd. Leave me alone. <laughs> what about you, Abby? You don't know my life. What do you, mean? What do you prefer? <laughs> producer or director? Um, I, I think, so, when we first started Magnolia and I was directing that, I hated it. I was like, oh, my God. I hate this responsibility. I have too much power in my hands. I'm like trying to remember my shots that I picked and then I'm trying to talk to actors and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and then producing is a lot more hands-off where you just set it up and you're like, okay, have at it, have fun, yay. 
But then we filmed the last um, piece for Magnolia, and I was like, oh, I kind of like this a little bit. Oh, by uh, just knowing she's horrible with working with actors, too. <laughs> just. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. That hurts my feelings. She said, oh, hey, we need that just three. a little more intense. Okay, I've never said you. that. And I've then, never said that in my life. Are you like, telling what? me you haven't been listening to Pear Holmes? I don't know who that is. Oh, oh you don't know? I don't know what that it's is. It's all, it's all the acting videos in Tim's class. Oh. It's that guy who has that <laughs> terrible grating voice and he has that terrible Danish mm-hmm. accent. And there's just a potato just stuck in his throat. And he's like projecting at you at like the worst like level possible. Mm, those videos are awful. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jay? What? You're a man of many hats. What's your favorite role thus far? I think directing's fun. I really, I really enjoy directing. Uh, trying to paint an image for someone else, you know, tell a story. I think that's the best part. Hmm. Uh, trying to figure out, you know, how to tell the story with like a list of different angles and shots. You know, I think that's that's what I would like to do. It's fun. Jose. Mm. As a director of photography who has worked with two different directors that are sitting right in front of you, who is your favorite and why? Oh, he's going to. And your job depends on this. So, um, so anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> favorite. Um, I'm trying to remember, like, a different day of shooting from each project. Mm. <laughs> Let's see. How long can Jose uh, think for? Come on, just gosh. off the tip of your tongue. Come on, uh, the, none Come of on, you. Okay, then <laughs> you don't like either of us. No. <laughs> okay, like what your the your favorite thing to work like your favorite thing that as a director we do and your least favorite thing as a director that we do. Um, like if you could tell us off doing well, one thing as a director that stop you adding stuff to his list just <laughs> just let him answer you know because every time I'm he goes to say something you say something else to him just let him get out if everything uh, that you learned from Jay is actually doing overheads like readable overheads oh my just because i didn't have fucking hollywood camera works the first um, time we did stuff and did it all by hand i'm so defensive. sorry don't get defensive and i am defensive because oh they gosh. were perfectly fine that's how she treats her actors that's I not how you. i treat I my you. actors <laughs> i'm just saying oh um, my god the one thing i don't like is when y'all disappear where do I go? Yeah, where do they disappear? Where do to? I disappear? I, I hate that he disappears. I have to like track him down. He's yeah. outside smoking. I'm like, we're I fucking waiting smoke. on you. It's not like I go down to the store to get like sodas or something. I'm standing outside. You're literally. like the only person that I know that smokes, so we're always waiting on you. Hey. Yeah, we're, but we're a time crunch. We have four it's my hours. Way. It's my way location. of taking a break. But I've, I've had directors that try to do my job because they're so macro. So but I'm not gonna say any names. But it's not both of you. Neither of you. I mean. It's not both of us. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. So we give you more uh, leeway. Yeah. Freedom. Creative freedom. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. If you, what do you like better, editing or DP? I miss writing. <laughs> I, I've come to realize, and no offense to any director I've worked with, that the uh, editing for someone else can get frustrating 
because there's so many changes and like little pickings that that are normal because you're editing for someone else, but it gets annoying sometimes. Um, and then DPing, um, not having like a concrete understanding of what the director wants, which is not another of the person's faults. It's either you click or you don't. Um, and also we're learning, but also like sometimes it's, it just takes too much time too long. Um, <clears throat> and when you don't have a stabilized shot, it gets really, really annoying in editing. So, um, I feel like editing so far, it's funner because you just get to do things that are already done. You just get them to glue together and that's it. You try to save things that are shitty. You try to fix them and <clears throat> save them. Whereas when you are shooting, you shoot what you shoot and you better do a good job or you don't. <laughs> I hope it's good. Um, <laughs> I'll know later. I, <clears throat> I think I would enjoy, I enjoy more editing, but I'm really, really good at doing composition work with the camera. Even if it's unstable, so I so enjoy you're both. You make the frame look good, but it's shaky as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the equipment. Um, uh, I honestly think I'm the best DP in my cohort. Ooh. One hundred percent, no question. Um, I do like writing, but I haven't had time to write because of our thesis and then my daddy duties. Mm -hmm. But you know, out of all the roles, I haven't explored directing, but I don't think I would like it as much. But writing is my most favorite. But even though I haven't done it because of time. Um, Speaking of Jose, but I know who the <laughs> you best haven't been writing. How dare you? The best director out of you two. Ooh. Not favorite, but the best so far Ooh. is Jay. Aww. Because he, that's just because I've done more. I've, I've got more. Because he ha he has a. He has like, so much more different perspectives to pull from in his life, than you do. Yeah. So I feel like when he applies that, when either he writes it or... Do you mean more of like a talking to the actor's standpoint? Talking to the actors and just like the angles she chooses sometimes, the mm -hmm. shots, the styles, I see a difference. And it pertains more to the film that we're filming based on the story. Yeah. Versus I feel like with you, you were just trying to get some shots done to get like... You're just exploring... To get coverage. Yeah, and explain your vision, whereas he already knew what he wanted to do. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he just <laughs> flew with it and got lucky. But that's the difference between those these two projects that we're working on currently. Mm -hmm. Not previous or whatever. Just these two current ones. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to fight in the... We're going to fight <laughs> in the parking lot later. I How dare you? You heard it here on Random Whisper. <laughs> yeah. But not to suck dick or Wait. anything, but I feel like together <laughs> on the projects we work, we fucking kill them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. All right, so I mean, I'm like, I another chance to redeem myself. What projects is what pro final project is better, Magnolia or Lavecchia? Magnolia. That's not, that's not fair. Magnolia. <laughs> yours, hey, is, yours is an open close where mine is full feature. Hey, one point for you, one point for me. Crunch down. No. <laughs> uh, I think yours because it's more. There's more uh, continuity. More, the tone is the same throughout, sort of. Yeah. Uh, there's more. It's, it's, most, a, it's more it's cohesive. A, it's a finished story from beginning to versus end. Versus his, one of them, we had it, to rush to enter a competition. Yeah. And then he had to change a shitload of his fucking script to dumb it down to two scenes, two extra scenes that, and which also, there, was a, there wasn't enough time to, for him to work with the actresses. So there was a lot missed there too. So 
I feel like Magnolia's got it's right now is a far better end product than Vecchia is so far. I think too, um, Magnolia. We were all involved in making the whole thing, you know. Yeah. Where Vecchia was, not saying it was all thrown on me. I kind of took it and then I I tried to do what I had to do. I mean, I reached out to to both of you for the creativity of it, but um, a lot of it, and I think it was more of like you know. I was pretty much just Jesus on the cross. I was like, fuck it, I'll carry my burden. And um, and that's probably why it doesn't have as much of a polish as Magnolia does. Yeah, and I feel like and in some way in one way or, or in one way or another in Magnolia, subconsciously we have a certain investment with it that we each like. And with Vecchia, I feel like we're Not more as invested. We're more more I feel subconsciously we're more I, I'm more distant to like the project itself like uh story wise oh because you wrote magnolia yeah well the original hey <laughs> no but i feel like I, th- I, I don't know when we shoot i feel like we're more uh cohesive and united when we work on magnolia even if we do our own own roles but when it comes to vecchia it's just like so convoluted and distant have you have you seen did i show you any of the Okay. Kimmy's just like, I have yeah, no idea need, what's been to, happening. I have no frame of concept. <laughs> well, okay, here, here's a question for you then. Um, is is DP what you're really... Uh, oh, yeah, Patreon's uh, DP is Director of Photography, just, yeah. just so you know. Uh, is that what you're looking to do when you get out of film school, or are you trying to um, explore other avenues to see what you like? I still want to explore director, <coughs> and I'm hoping to do that with my thesis, whatever it may be. I'm a little bit late on the ball there. No, you're not. You're not right on time, actually. I mean, I really have to nail it down this summer with my writing. But um, I'm hoping my thesis will tell me what I like. If I am director and I find myself managing my DP too much, that will tell me that I need to be DP in future projects. So um, how many how many projects have you been director of photography? Um I would have to sit here and count because I've been doing this since high school. Um, over ten. Okay, so you've worked with different actors. Yeah. What what uh or actors? I'm sorry, directors. Directors, yeah. What what, what kind of director do you prefer as a, um, as a DP? I prefer a director who has all the storyboards and all that stuff, but also if I see a frame I like, they say go for it, and if possible, if we have time, I get both the frame they like and then the shot I like too. I, d- I like someone flexible, like who knows what they want, but they're also flexible, and then they can see me and value me too. Okay. Um, what's the role that you would not like to even touch, discuss, or think <laughs> about <sighs> from now till you're till you die? I don't think I ever really want to be AD, because yes, while it's fun yelling at people. I just think I have a very shrill yell, so I don't. She <laughs> doesn't like how you sound what you're doing. And yeah, you're like, no. It just like sounds bad. I guess I really would have to be like armed with a megaphone to feel okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, AD is a lot of work. You really have to be on top of people, and you really have to know your shit to be AD, and that's a little bit intimidating. And also, oh god, I could never script soup just because I miss so many details. I'm focused on like one thing. So then I miss everything else. It's so bad. Yeah. I don't think I would want to do that. 
no. I love script soup. <laughs> get out. You just get. I just get to sit there with the monitor and just watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're good at it? I think I'm good at it. I think that um, because I script souped that the feature one time, um, that I learned a lot from that. And I think for me, it's the way that I write down the notes that I need to work on, because I'm pretty good with noticing things. Nice. I do. I do. When I watch stuff, I notice the details. But I, as as a responsibility, I don't think I would be remember fast enough to write down and still pay attention to what's going on to, in case I miss something as I'm writing a, a note down. That's why I wouldn't want to do it. I mean, I I'm watching something like, oh, that's a bad edit, and mm-hmm. oh, 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 there's continuity right there. You know, I'm, I'm that guy. It's just like. I see it and it won't register to my hand. Hey, dickhead, write it down so someone can so remember. So, like, how, it, you uh, know? how you, because it's pretty easy when it's just like, you know, reversal, reversal, because there's only really, it's like the one subject in frame, especially when you're doing it, it's something as simple as that. Um, what I've learned is you take pictures. Take, take right. pictures mm-hmm. of her hair, and that way when they do a, so they take pictures of the frame, so what her hair looks like, what how he's sitting. One on the wide, and then when they go inward, you're like, I have this picture. You have to sit just like that. Like I remember, um, Corey Taylor. I had to like yell at him a couple of times because he would like cross his legs. I'm like, Corey, you can't do that. And he's like, What? And I was like, We already have like all the footage of you sitting straight up. So it's just like um, pictures. <laughs> I have so many pictures. No, and I understand that part. I understand that part. But I'm saying like when say we were in the in the trailer. Right, and I was looking down, and I watched you with the script piece in your writing, and shit's still going on, and it's yeah. like I couldn't do that because I'd be really wanting to look at the at the screen to make sure I'm not missing something, but then write because I would, I know I'd forget what I was trying to remember in, until I see another one. You know, mm-hmm. it almost erases the first one as I'm reminding. You know, it's like most things you remember the first and last things, yeah. but you never remember the middle, and then that's where I'm going to. Um, forget something you know to write something down or i won't notice it because i'm writing something down so i just couldn't be a script suit it's just i'm not i'm not a secretary yeah yeah, yeah i don't take notes or minutes on notes you know well I'm, like, I'm, like I'm the worst dare person dare you that. call me a secretary That's what I'm you so, secretary. like you i i when i watch something i can tell the continuity errors because i edit as an editor you notice things but in live i wouldn't i, I would just get lost yeah. in like the production yeah. i'd be like oh exactly. that's so cool yeah. Also, yeah. another thing is when like an actor gives a wildly different performance. Yes. And then you then you, you go into the closer. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, which performance should I tell the director to go for? Like when their arms are right there for that line, or when it's off. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, how oh. do I convey all of these wildly different things to the director and have them decide quick, like how we're gonna shoot this to match? Another thing that's really annoying as an editor is when an actor has different intonations to their dialogue. Mm-hmm. In the same scene. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, A, B, C, D. Father Deskin. Father Deskin. Father Deskin. Father Deskin. Another well, one. Well, I mean, those were, gave us at least options, so you could change well, it out. Yeah, they're, they're options. but I don't see them as when, options when as an editor. You don't see them as options? Different? No. When they're this different, there's no difference. Because your facial expression. you're noticing the difference. You literally are complaining about the difference. But the facial expression. Because those are completely options. different. Right. Yeah. But you need to... When you're capturing it, you need to give specific intention on what to get. Yeah. That way, when they give you the differences, it's a wide range. Like, okay, so... So as like a director, for, for you sound, need to be more... For sound, when I, do, when I do room tone, I do two types of tone. 
I do I crank it all the way up so they get a lot of detail and then I crank it low so they can keep it at a low hum to add it in unless they need a specific level. So they have two different ranges that they can go through instead of just doing one solid room tone and here you go, that's all you get. No, I give you the high and the low because if you have a really intense dialogue, you don't have to crank down that that room tone that's high. You already have one that's low enough. You just have to pick it up just a little bit. Whereas if you need something that's lower and you need like a something to muffle something out, you have the higher one. Cuz that's what I do for sound when I for directors and stuff. I don't know if Dan, okay. I don't know if Dan has done that, but um, I think that's important. Um, no, just one level. So yes, for directors, when I'm talking to somebody, I need to, you know, I would try to tell them. Uh, you need to use, make sure you, that you're very specific on what you yes, want. Yes, clear, concise. That's in in uh, giving what what direction you need. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I see his options because you're only ever going to use the one take. Well, no, because their facial expression changes, and yeah, but you're gonna use the and one sometimes tape. you wanna say right now since we're still learning, and usually we don't use a good audio man because the only know we only one we know is Dan. The anyone else sucks. <laughs> oh, thanks, uh, asshole. Uh, I haven't heard yours. Uh, it hasn't. You haven't, you haven't seen nice and clean. There's some. I did discrepancies. Sound. Ooh. Um, not all the time. You may be a director, but you can't do sound. Pick but one. for example, for Magnolia. In the same car, in the same closed window setting, different audios for different shots are different. That was because we started, <laughs> we started. He started further back when we first started, and then we were like, "Oh, why don't we move the microphone closer?" <laughs> yeah. So so you so know. you get the good audio, and you want to put it on the good video. Mm-hmm. However, the facial expression was different in the video because it's a different tone and different intonation. Yeah. And that's why I don't like the options. I'd rather mm-hmm. have. Uh, I'd rather have an actor or actress do one performance and improve that performance with the same yeah. intonation. Because mm-hmm. then... kind of forces your cut. Yeah. You're forced to cut around it. And I don't like that. As an editor. So whenever I direct, I'm a, I'll be like, however you feel right now, remember this feeling, use it for the rest of the scene. Well, like sometimes it, like when you're doing stuff, it... Like the acting evolves and you're like, wow, I like the second part better. <laughs> but you've already moved on to another like setup or you've or already done so many takes. You got one take of the stuff you like and you're like, wow. Well, that's why that it's important good. to work with actors like months or weeks prior yeah. to have, you know, get them in a room together, table read, and then mm-hmm. just give notes to as a director to each actor. And I know right now. No distances and stuff, but there's still Zoom. Yeah, you can still work. And I feel like the worst thing an actor can do is not know their damn lines. It wastes so much time. So much time. How much time? So much. That hurts. Thanks. Do, do you I like acting? Not really. <laughs> I hate it too. Because I hate <laughs> seeing the finished product. I'm never gonna watch it. I hate it so much. What? And then I'm forced to watch it when other people include it in their reels that we have to show in class, and I'm just like banging my head. Because then also, it's like reels, and then you see yourself, and you're like, I have to stare at only myself, and I will notice never, I will not notice anything else. It's awful. And then when like no one shooting is telling you that your beanie is making you look like a Keebler elf, (laughs) like it's just, and then there's just forever you as a Keebler elf immortalized in film, and it's just the grossest thing ever, and you cry at night over it. 
It's really also like, why did nobody crying. tell me no, no that one, I look like that? No one picks my beanie. I just am forever a Keebler elf. So next project, I'm gonna, I'm gonna direct. I'm gonna cast you too. No. Yes. You know, I was, I was sitting here. I actually <laughs> got a text that someone wants me in a film, and I, I really have to look at this role and think about it because if there's any chance, I know that who I'm, wants you. His name ch- is Everstar. Okay, If he's planning on making me a Keebler elf, I'm out. Aristotle, I'll help you, bro. <laughs> Come on, Kimmy. Do no. it, Kimmy. Free her. I don't like it. Is this for the one that he's doing? Yeah, the depression one. Well, I guess. Ooh, come on. I do have the depressed look. I admit. I'm gonna that. help him out. So you want I'll make to, sure he doesn't make you into a keyboard. Elf. You want me Thank to show you. you what he shot with his girlfriend? Fine. I'll right show now. you after this yeah. podcast. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> it's I, fine. She'll he's listen actually, to he's, it. He's, he's good. He's got talent. Yeah. He yeah, really I know. But does. there's like, will there be a makeup artist? Because I'm if, I, if I'm mm-hmm. having a stressed out week and I'm I have acne <laughs> everywhere, that will also be immortalized, and that has been immortalized already. I'm very self-conscious about it. But doesn't depression give you acne? Um, Yeah, and bad food, and uh, bad hygiene, (laughs) and stress. It's also the fact that people aren't experienced enough to take that stuff out of the film. Yeah. Because you can correct someone's complexion. And he really likes coloring. Yeah. Aristotle's really into the coloring of film, so I'm sure... Also, People you are your number one critic, so no, no matter what, you might be like, oh my god, yeah. I hate that so much, but it's really not that bad. <laughs> like, we, we have our best like, actor right here. Like, you know, like, there's things that are like, I would be like, oh my god, I hate that so much, but then on another person, I'm like, it's fine, I don't know why, I would I would never think twice about that, but then if it's on myself, I'm like, <gasps> yeah. Wait, Jay, what do you think about you, your acting and your stuff? I think I look weird on screen, you know, looking at it, it's like... Because you see yourself, you have your own self-image, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Even looking in the mirror or something, you, you, what you see is different. Like, even because you, you hear twice when you talk, you hear yourself twice, you know, through the vibration and then the audio. Um, so even listening on, like, on the phone or, or in the film or seeing myself in a film, I look weird. But I know I don't. I look on screen. I look how everybody else sees me. So it's, it's weird to watch. Uh, you know, the first couple of times. And then after that, you're just like, all right, it's just one of my things. So, I mean, I, now I'm comfortable enough to know that it's fine. So how different is your self-image versus what you see on screen? Um, I know that's a deep question. Well, no, it's, it's just like, you know, because obviously you, you always you know, tell me that like I make these facial expressions. Yeah, you have good facial expressions. So when I'm, when I'm watching, I'm, I'm kind of trying to look at that. Like, what, what expression am I doing right now? Did I do that? Because like, I don't remember doing it, mm. you know? So I, it's me more of looking at the, the, the expressions, the mannerisms, the body, you know, like the, the uh, nonverbal communication that I give out to make sure it's, it's fitting the mood of the, of the scene itself. So. Yeah, because in Magnolia, there's a shot where you, you're at the door frame and you can, you, you, I could tell that, you know, it fit the scene. When you like, you see your act- actress wife. Uh, your actress wife. And then with the music, oh man, looks good. Um, <laughs> like that. Or uh, in split second, too, um, when you're like trying to make a decision or the the way you're trying to shoot yourself mm-hmm. and then you realize what. Uh, like you can see the difference in each scene about your. And yeah. 
you're a good actor. You you don't like acting that much. I know that, but you're a good actor, man. I, I I'm starting to like it a little more than everything, but I'm not I'm not going to be a certain person in our cohort who thinks they can act and is not. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I want to explore acting more, but no one ever asked me to act, so it's well, it's like okay, I'll write a script, I'll use you. No, oh, see, I've asked you to be in the stuff that you've written, and you said no. I've been denied. Which one? Color. Which one of the works that I how have not woman. worked on? Okay, how, how to women? Um, oh, <laughs> Abby, I know you're gonna ask. No, I have not. Oh my god, <laughs> you haven't done anything. No, I got no times. I, I keep telling you, I told Celia, which is my wife, that for <laughs> some I, I texted her back. <laughs> for some reason, I, I strongly believe that as soon as we're done with school, I'm going to write so much. I, I was talking to my mom, and she was like, yeah, when I graduated, because she, like, she's in school right now for like her 14th millionth degree, but she took a break after she got her four-year degree. And she's like, when I graduated, it was like a relief, and I had time to do stuff that I like started reading again. Because I used to read, I used to, like, devour books. Like, I would read a whole book in, like, less than a week when I was, like, in high school, like, even before high school. And then, like, for some reason, I really fell off, and I have not even read a single book in, like, years. Um, and I was thinking about it. I was like, I really want to start, like, reading books again because that was, like, my favorite thing. And so I, when after we graduate, the thing I'm looking forward to most is, like, having that extra time to, like, read. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I like I've realized that I I miss reading. I think the difference is that in college, your your work, whatever you deliver, is like scrutinized and analyzed in more depth than it is like in high school. In high school, you're like, oh, you're this is your grade, bye. Yeah. Do better. Well, Whereas th- in college, too. there there's more depth to what you have to do, so there's more stress, more expectations. Yeah. I think too in college you're forced to read so much, yeah, that you just don't want to read even in in your leisure, simply because God, they made me read this four chapters and now I've got a, I don't want to sit down and read a book, you know, and there's there's been times where I, I honestly don't want to watch film, because yeah. they they ask us to do so much, especially in like Ted's classes, where we were like analyzing and breaking down and picking certain scenes and sequences. I was like I'm just tired of watching. I'm gonna listen to music all day. Yeah, and, dude, and, it's and, so and true. I I, u- I used to watch a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies, even if I didn't like them. And then I started as soon as I started the film program, I just stuck to shows that I like, like The Office, The Seventy Show, Friends, because I, my mind it's is just like brain numbing. You're like out. time yeah. off twenty minutes. Okay, here we go. What, what do you think, you? Kimmy? You get burned out like that? And you don't want to watch films? Yeah, I go through phases. Right now, I'm in a no TV phase. So I'm only watching films. Typically, they're all the... Right now, because I'm in Ted's class, it's all Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, I'm, if people I'm don't people that. that don't know, Ted, he teaches, like, film and lit kind of yeah, classes. film and lit and Ted major Wales. directors. Yeah. Oh, he's my favorite pr- professor, like, hands Yeah, he's down really cool. Quarter. It's just, it's the passion and the organization for me. How do you feel about writing? Do you like writing? Um, I liked writing before I attended OC. <laughs> do you like screenwriting? <laughs> Yeah, before I attended OC. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get the passion back, but it's hard when nothing I write can be fit to a beat sheet. Then don't fit it. 
Just write it. I know I have to. Now that I'm not in those classes, I don't have to mm-hmm. fit it to a beat sheet so I can like be free and happy again. I think as long as it hits an outline, you're all right. You know. Yeah. Like for me, the the, the easiest way to decompress nowadays is that I take myself out of all these amazing award-winning nominated films. I go, I watch cheesy Amazon movies that are like from 1983 and it's some dude in a plastic furry outfit with a, like a, a wobbly sword, sword fighting with people. And it's just, wait, what was the, it's just horribly bad B movies from the eighties. But to me, they're amazing. Can we talk about the one that I watched at your house last week? The boob one. The boob, the boob one. The boob one. Where like the boobs attack. Oh my god. She, so oh. it's like in a, in uh, a it's a world where like big boobs are sought after. It, it was Call Girl of the Cthulhu. What the fuck? It, so it was <laughs> the world where boobs are big boobs are sought after. If you have <coughs> tiny boobs, then you are nobody. And this girl, right. she feels so left out because she's got tiny boobs. So she gets a boob job done, and they're fucking massive. They're huge, and but it turns out that her boobs need to feed at night no. so her boobs start killing people yes. <laughs> while she's asleep so she doesn't know it's it happening so the funny. boobs put on sunglasses and a trench coat on <laughs> what <laughs> and they go out yeah. and start killing she's like in this weird position right so they're so you living think their best gonna... life yeah <laughs> no they're, they're living their bust life <laughs> oh my god and then like their breast so life <laughs> i mean i'm just gonna life. i'm gonna spoil it anyway because it's just a fucking cheesy movie I've never it's watched fun it. to watch anyway um, at the end, her boobs actually get ripped off of her body, oh and it's puppeteering work. Like yeah. these boobs are on a trash can, and they have like so teeth, and they're like like where the nipple would be, like is the mouth, <laughs> and she's like squaring up, like ready to fucking fight her own fake <laughs> boobs. It was a great movie. It's because they were possessed, you know, like Cthulhu. Uh, what is it, Lovecraft? Yeah, oh, it's sure. H.P. Lovecraft. So. Yeah. It, it, it was the story was inspired by Lovecraft. So it's, it was like this person that was in like the uh, the Lovecraft kind of cult was trying to conjure, you know, bring out the Cthulhu. So it put her it put the, the essence or whatever in her, her, her implants. And then that's where like it was unleashed on the world was like through this woman's boobs. Also, there was, was like a hilarious. there is at least two song numbers. <laughs> yeah. Did the boobs sing? Yes. Yeah. You guys gotta watch it. Call Girl of the Cthulhu. I mean, it was, but th- it those was are the good. cheese ones it that was, were just bad that I like watching. Yeah, just the because I don't have, good. I don't have to pay attention. The effects were not you know? good. The lighting was not that yeah. great. It was, it was a pretty good movie. It was like forty thousand. My favorite, 40, my favorite part was like they were during. There's a song number when she was in therapy, and they're the doc, the like doctor was like trying to convince her that her boobs are fine. Well, in, while inwardly being that like... That sounds really realistic, while, actually. But while inwardly, he was like... His subtext was like, big boobs are great. But he's trying to convince her otherwise. Mm. And during the song number, they just put a board in her shirt. So it looks like she's completely flat. But you can see <laughs> the can board. See. It's like a square <laughs> outline. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And this got produced and distributed. And it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Amazon. (laughs) It's on Amazon. It was like 2014 or something like that. What's it called again? Call Girl of the Cthulhu. Wow. Amazon Prime. You gotta watch it. I know someone who would make that. I'm not going to give it a five. (laughs) (laughs) I'd give it a two. And and just just a two simply for the originality of the story. You find the weirdest movies. The tires one. The donuts one. The tire one. Oh, my God. The Velocipaster one. That's like a cult following now, though. Like the internet it. loves that one. Yeah. Um. Oh wait. <gasps> Can we watch for our next podcast? I'm sorry. 
what Will- what is it called Willy's Willy's <laughs> Wonderland that? can we watch for the next podcast Willy's Wonderland oh yeah Nicholas Cage I've seen it I saw it too did you see it no have you heard of it Willy's Wonderland is a movie with Nick Cage okay and he go you know like um like Chuck E. Cheese is animatronics yeah he goes to a place like that it's run down he has to clean it up but don't ruin it. Don't ruin okay, but I'm giving you, and I'm all. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Okay. But one thing is, Nick Cage doesn't does not say a single word this entire movie, not one. The Whoa. only thing he does is like yell. It goes into his Nick rage, you know. Come on, come on, come on. you know. Come on. But he doesn't say any words. But he just like grunts and screams and yells and shit. Huh. I think that that movie deserves to win an award. It was that good. I'm excited to. I'm sure it. to win a Razzie. It'll win something. It'll probably win a Razzie. I don't know what a Razzie is, but okay. It's like the awards they give out for the worst film. All right, Kimmy, you got to watch it. It's a great movie. You got to make a movie. You got to make a return onto the podcast (laughs) and watch it. You have to call in at least the very minimum if you don't show up. I don't watch movies that make my soul hurt. The cinematography was pretty great. The lighting was really great. It's a low-budget film because Nick Cage is broke and he needs to take any role he can. But it was actually a decently made movie. Like, it's it's better. It's good. It's got good production quality. It's just like, oh my god, what is this movie? Mm-hmm. I will consider the off the offer. Okay. Yeah. Watch, watch the trailer. Yeah. Okay. Make your decision. Let us know. You're more than welcome anytime. When is my deadline that I have to? Tell Who knows, you? man. We're so bad at doing podcasts. Yeah, it's just the thesis really kicked their butt. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really bad. And speaking of that. I'd like to extend a, a warm thank you to all of our Patreons for sticking with us through this hard time. Yes. means a lot. What are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? I was looking at like, where the mic, the actual receiver of the mic is. Because oh. sometimes, even when I'm close to the, the pop filter, it sounded like I was like distant. So. Oh, no. Right now, it sounds perfect. Now. Okay. Maybe it's just my voice today. I'm well... Thank you for joining in and listening to our awesome, awesome content. And we really, really want to thank Kimi. Kamerska. Kamerska. (laughs) She just explained it. (laughs) I'm not going to, I don't want to butcher it. Kamerska. Where's that from? Uh, It's from the Czech Republic. Nice. Wait, and you're so short. Most Czech women are like leggy and well, I, all modely and I, stuff. I, like I did not get my height towers. from my Czech side. Oh, mm. oh, that Czech bounced. What? Now wait. Okay, so you're Czech and then the other. It's just it's just mutt on the other side. Oh, because you're kind of gingery. So yeah, that's yeah. that's some Irish right there. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Well, do you have anything to plug, oh. Kimmy? Yeah. No. No. Okay. <laughs> where where, can, well, I guess, I where guess, can people watch your reel? Oh no, I'm not posting that. It's not. No. I mean, no, <laughs> no. I have to get some more high budget stuff in before I can have a reel. I mean, my reel looked the best in my class, but still. Flaunted. Hell not, yeah, get it. No, no. It. There were other people who were like, "Yeah, yours was definitely the best." That's why I'm claiming it. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, so where can people watch that one? Oh, no, I'm not posting that. All of my links are unlisted on YouTube. <laughs> no, they're, they're so for you got me. Nothing to plug? No, just when Guppy comes out, we're still shooting, but I'm DP for Guppy. 
And it should be, I think it could be a festival winner. So just wait yeah. for that. The props are really, really cool. Oh, yeah. No, the props and special effects are amazing. And the kit, the kids, the talent that are kids, they are really, really smart. Yeah, so I love those kids. They're really cool. They call you Eminem. Yeah, I call them Snickers. Okay, solid. I'm just microphone dude. Microphone Is that dude. what they call you? Sound, microphone sound dude. Yeah, and I'm camera person one. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of adorable. Yeah, that's a good production. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, yeah. I'm Abby. I'm Jay. I'm Legs. This is the Random Whisper. That's Kimmy. <laughs> oh well, yeah, we just gave her like a big goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Abby. End it. Click end. Well, no. We need the staple. Oh, my gosh. Staple what? (laughs) Don't cook bacon naked. Don't you do it. Maybe I want to. Okay. (laughs) Okay.